0: Welcome to Drew versus the world. This is Drew versus the world, the podcast about loving, living, and a little bit of laughter. Getting inspiration through information. Today's guest is the powerful Jay Lamont, um, Harlem native. Um, He also owns and operates a couple of um, companies out of Harlem, which is Sweet Tooth Harlem and Divine Design Graphics. He's also a Sigma man um, of the 1914 variety. He's also the LB of the greatest tray of all time. Uh, (laughs) 408 in the building, that's Jay Lamont Fields. How you doing, bro?
1: I'm doing great, Drew. Thank you so much for having me, bro.
0: (laughs) Always a pleasure, man. Again, um, this is not video, this is just um, audio, so they can't see your wonderful scruff. Um, We're going full quarantine
1: facial. (laughs) Thank you so much. Oh, man. I was worried. I was really worried. I was like, damn, you don't see the (laughs) scruffies. you're
0: good you're good money bro you're good money um first and foremost thank you for you know um joining joining the podcast and joining just being you know overall you know just a light to this whole to the whole like um just creative inspiration. Like you've done so many from modeling, from singing, from you know, cooking, from graphic design. It's just been like a plethora of different opportunities you presented yourself and then maximized the opportunity at the same time. So first and foremost, can you give the podcast listeners a little
1: bit background about yourself and how you got into these different ventures? Awesome. So, um, like my amazing LB said, my Trey said, um, I am. My name is Jay Lamont Fields. I am a native of Harlem, New York. Uh, born and raised here in New York, uh, I've lived here for the majority of my life. Outside of going uh, to college uh, at Johnson C. Smith University, um, so after living in Charlotte, graduating from college, working, I came back to New York in 2015 uh, and just have been living. Uh, when I was in Charlotte, I launched my graphic design business, which is called divine designs. And I did a little bit of graphic work there, but nothing too intense as I did. Once I got back to New York, uh, still kept my, um, graphic design business going. Um, officially this year or at the ending of 2019, coming into 2020, uh, I became a full-time entrepreneur, and um, decided to leave my secular job and really launch into the deep. Um, I was working for a nonprofit organization, and I really wanted to um, do what I love to do. And of course, you know, you do what you love not just because you're getting paid for it, but you, but, but because you have a passion. So I wanted to really launch and do that, and it's been completely amazing uh, since I made that decision. So along with graphic design work, I just launched uh, Sweet Tooth Harlem, uh, as Drew mentioned, this year in January, which is a dessert company. Uh, Eventually, it'll be a dessert cafe uh, with several locations. So that's kind of what's going on with me now.
0: Goddamn, man, you're doing a lot. Um, (laughs) So, I I mean, back in the day, you, um, you used to kind of, you know, you used to, carry a tune a little bit, a little oh, bit right. here and there, you know, a little bit here and there. <laughs> oh, and right, you oh, had right. your you know, your album kind of come <laughs> out. What,
1: what, Where did your passion for music come from, first and foremost? Uh, that came from my childhood. I had been singing since I was like three years old. I grew up in the church. Um, so I've been singing in church my entire life. And that's just where my, my passion for music comes from. I have a music, I come from a music family. So my father was extremely heavy in music. And so, um, yeah, he, he traveled uh, with a band and all of that stuff in his, in his younger years and all of that stuff. So, um, even about like two years ago, uh, right before my dad transitioned, um, he let me hear like old tapes of like him recording with the band and seeing a bunch of photos and all of his like memorabilia stuff. My dad still had records like oh, wow. and a record player. So that's how authentically like musically inclined he was. So I think that gene definitely comes from him. But uh yeah, I've always been a singer. I've always loved music. So yeah,
0: that's dope as fuck. So you had the the gall, the mitigated gall, to leave do? a to leave a job and then become a serial entrepreneur. What the fuck are you thinking? <laughs> what? what, what? It's,
1: it's, it, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no. Go ahead. <laughs> that sounds so crazy when you say that. And mm-hmm. to be honest, a lot of times, um, most most recently, a friend of mine just said to me like, yo, do you ever stop and kind of like look at what you've done or looked at what you've produced? And I, I told him, I was like, I don't have time because I'm too busy like creating, I'm too busy like keeping it afloat. And I'm like a one man band. So, you know, if I had a factory of people and I could be like, huh, I've done well, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, you know, even with Sweet Tooth, I'm the baker, I'm the delivery guy, I'm the uh, marketing design, <laughs> you know, marketing over Provo and and PR and all of that stuff. So I'm doing all of those things and I really don't get a chance to kind of bask in the success of it all, but I see it moving and I see it growing, but I, I don't, I don't know. It's it's my faith for real, for real, that allowed me to do it. And I just said, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it in excellence and I'm going to do it big. So it's got to work.
0: Yeah, what got you getting get into the sweet tooth? Well, the the culinary business, the, the, I guess the baking business.
1: I love to cook i absolutely i absolutely love the i saw
0: the um I saw that mac and cheese you'd be making okay <laughs> come over there
1: now, you, you should know now you know mm. i I come from a, a cooking family you know oh, this. yes so <laughs> you know when you, when you came to New York to visit and all of that jazz uh you you had my mom's sweet potato pie and mm-hmm. you about that. And we're we not even going to go that route. We're not even going to go that route over here. But uh, <laughs> you know, I come from a cooking family. So cooking is therapeutic for me. So I've always loved to cook. Um, Sweet Tooth Harlem for real, for real started off with me just wanting to make somebody banana pudding. And I don't even eat bananas like that. So it was super unorthodox, the fact that I just kind of launched this business from something that I rarely eat. But I noticed that tons of people that were connected to me eat banana pudding. And so I made it, I originally gave it to my cousin in the leftovers that I had, I just asked a couple of friends like, Hey, do you like banana pudding? Like here, just try it. And those people were like, yo, do you make this often? Like you need to sell this because this is good. And I'm like, mm, I don't know. Cause people are iffy about their food, you oh, know? Yeah. So I was like, eh, let me see if, if I do it again with different people, would they like it? And it was like wildfire. It was like complete wildfire. So, and of course, the banana pudding places, magnolias here in New York. So that's what everybody kind of like compare and contrasted. So, but it, it worked.
0: Do you, are you making anything else other than, well, are you selling anything else other than your um, desserts at the time, or is it food as well?
1: um right now it's only desserts when i launch into like the cafe field once the location and all of that stuff i'll probably have some food items but i don't want to turn it into a full restaurant um so it'll be mainly desserts but it'll be a couple of like food appetizers like a little seafood macaroni and cheese here or a little fried salmon here you know little stuff that you can eat before you eat your dessert so gotcha Real so casual. what what is the,
0: what does that cafe look like for you? Like have you, I know you've had the vision. I know you've had the you kind of designed it out already in your mind. So just let me have it. I want to know like what are people wearing? What what is the what is the decor? Like we we you know there
1: has been in the plan. Just 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 let me know. I mean, just think, P. Diddy, all white party. You know. 2025. I'm kidding. I'm, I'm totally kidding. Not at all. Um, I want it super. <laughs> I want it like quaint. Um, you know, just really simple. Nothing crazy. I want people to feel at home. I want it to be um, a chill spot. Um, I don't want it to feel like Kennedy Fried Chicken. Um, but then I also don't want it to feel like the Ritz Carlton. You know, I wanted. I wanted to make it. I want to make it a spot where. Um, people can be on their laptop and get a dessert and work on it, work on their stuff or bring a friend and do all of that stuff. I think the inspiration behind the concept of what I see visually for Sweet Tooth uh, stemmed from when I left my secular job and in the middle of trying to find a job before I launched into the deep. I always went to Starbucks. I would go in Starbucks and I would sit there. And of course I would have like a little lemon pound cake or a little uh, frappuccino or a, a caramel macchiato and just sit there and work on my laptop. And it was just super, the vibe was just super simple. It wasn't anything to it. It just was what it was. You made it what it was by being there and being with the people that you were with. So I wanted it to be just like that. Um, but it will have a Harlem Renaissance feel because it's called Sweet Tooth Harlem. I have to pay homage to where I'm from. So even our desserts have like New York, Harlem-esque names. Uh, So on this week's menu, we had our uh, Amsterdam and Broadway banana pudding, which is our signature. And then we had Uptown Carrot Cake and the Boogie Down uh, Triple Chocolate Cake. So everything has its own kind of like New York vibe name to go with it.
0: So I heard nothing about Brooklyn in any of your dessert
1: names. (laughs) (laughs) No, no need to ask because you probably won't. But I'll I'll try to pay some type of homage to brooklyn you know all right I, a okay, lot of is, I
0: think this is it i think we're done here
1: all right you know what it's been great he's a little coffee um <laughs> <in the> bag. <laughs> drew versus the world the world won on this one
0: <laughs> uh, i guess so god damn it. whatever but you you do something about something no um <laughs> so now um i i see you you also do you have also the designing part of the of your uh, kind of businesses um and i see that shirt but i can't rebuke death right yeah yeah you think i didn't see that huh but um
1: uh, <laughs>
0: so that's coming from your your design graphics team your divine design graphics um how did you come up with that design and also as being a creative um yourself with all these different types of ventures have you kind of because, you know, you have to be the marketing team, you have to be the design team, everything like that. Um, What has been the, I guess, the push for you to create these different types of logos and different types of designs to reach the masses? How are you kind of, what is your push to say, okay, these would be good for people to look at?
1: Um, I would say that, well, for the, I can rebuke, but I can rebuke deaf um, t-shirt, that that stemmed from a youtube video of a lady um that was like they, they were in church they were praying and um that was something that she said in the video and so that video kind of like went viral so everybody in the i guess like the faith community or faith-based like you know arena they were like retweeting this video and so i was like i'm gonna create a t-shirt because no one's created a t-shirt from it yet and that's mm-hmm. normally how move um if I see something that's really popular and I'm like hey that might stick on a t-shirt let me see if I can design something I'll design it I'll post it and see if anyone bites to be honest um and they have uh, some people have you know purchased the shirt but artistically or, or creatively how I design is I have to be inspired to be honest mm-hmm. with you some things just come uh by way of idea and then other things some people may say hey i have a phrase or a concept but i don't really know what that looks like visually can you help me uh put something together and maybe market it a a bit so that's exactly what i do i think the the graphic side outside of just designing um the joy that i find greatly in that is, I would say, like the marketing and branding element of it all, like making sure that people see it and they immediately want to get it. So it's not just a, you know, concept or logo. It just becomes something bigger, like, whoa, maybe this is a brand in itself that I had no idea even existed um, just by, you know, just by a concept of I wanted something on a T-shirt. So yeah,
0: that's, that's super dope so during this kind of entrepreneurial spirit that you that you have here has there been any like like pitfalls that you fell in so far
1: that you kind of had to dig yourself out of and how did you do that tons tons entrepreneurs we (laughs) i think because we are creating our own path if you will um there are going to be tons of of pitfalls that as you said that will fall in um I would say for the ones that I have experienced, um, let's just say with clients that are indecisive um, and, you know, they're like, I want uh, a TV with fire coming out of it and a hand holding a banana, you know, just something mm-hmm. like that. And um, I'm like, okay, well what's the name of the company? Poland Spring Water. So, okay, so let's kind of, let's unpack this just a bit. Um, and so what I do is I just creatively go through con- like conceptually why, wise, like what will work? Like if you are, um, selling water, you shouldn't have a TV fire and a banana like there there should be something that's going to associate itself with water or something around the fact that you're selling water. So a lot of times a lot of my clients or even customers that are just inquiring at you know pricing or just you know what I can do, they throw those things at me and I'm I'm walk I'm almost going through a whole consultation of like branding with them before I even start designing. So it's things like that. Of course, we deal with financial pitfalls um, because it's a rat race. Me being an entrepreneur versus someone who is um, doing it with a firm, they may charge an arm and a leg. Now, I'm trying to get your business, so I'm not going to charge you an arm and a leg, but I'm also going to honor the fact that I'm my time is valuable. So, you know, sometimes I've had some clients where I've given them my price. And they're like, you're worth way more than that. Why are you underpricing yourself? But everyone is different. And it allows them to say, well, listen, I know that you gave me that price, but I'm going to give you more because I understand what you're doing. And so that's just the blessing of it all. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's tons of pitfalls. It's tons of pitfalls. But the only thing you can do is learn from them, um, understand how they could have been better or what you did in the process to kind of arrive there and just never make that mistake again.
0: How are you coming by your clients? Uh, well, I, I, I'm pretty sure the sweet tooth thing kind of brings the clients themselves, but how about the design <laughs> design part? How are you getting your clients? Are they reaching out to you? Or are you reaching out to them? Like, how is referrals. that kind of transaction? Oh, referrals. Okay. Referrals.
1: If I'm doing, um, if I if I've done a logo or a flyer for someone, immediately now on the back end, I don't see it, but they do. They will, you know, of course, put the work out there and somebody will ask them where did you get that from who did it and immediately they'll go divine designs or Jake lamont and so now they'll either create a communication scenario where they're connecting both of us you know with them present or they'll say hey here's an email email him and then you go from there so a lot of with graphic design work it's referrals that's where most of my clients come from i typically don't have to um like seek out for them which is pretty amazing and it's a blessing because that means people are seeing the work and it's traveling and it's you know people are asking and inquiring about it so I'm just like hey thank God for that
0: so you have modeling you have singing you have cooking you have graphic designing how do you keep your time
1: like how how what is your time management strategy That's an amazing question. Um, I think I am yet still figuring that out. (laughs) Um, my time management strategy is I am now disciplining myself, um, probably within the last couple of months, really disciplining myself to be like, okay, today is a graphic day. Today is a baking day. Um, and really sticking to um, what that day is supposed to be for me. So when I launched Sweet Tooth, um, immediately, because I was already doing graphics full time, so I was a little bit nervous because I said, there's no way that I'm going to be on my laptop and in a kitchen baking at the same time. I'm only one person. So (laughs) we got to figure this out. It's got to make sense. So what I allowed myself to do was with Sweet Tooth, even now, I allow people to make pre-orders Monday through Wednesday. And then, or even Monday through Thursday, and I tell them, um, "Hey, your order will be ready on Friday through Sunday." So that gives me enough time to figure out who wants what, even with my menu being out. And what I'll do on the win, like Tuesday or Wednesday, I'll post what I'm gonna have for the week, because we know when you never, when you don't say what you're gonna have for the week, and you just kind of leave it out uh, into interpretation, everybody's like, "Oh, so let me get." Um, exactly. Five cakes, like full cakes. Let me get like three long pans of banana pudding. And I'm like, hey, 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 hey. I'm not a full commercial like business just yet. Exactly. So I, I can control the narrative. So that's what I do. I just allow myself to say, all right, you're going to take orders today. But while you're taking orders, you don't have to bake. You can be on your laptop taking orders and you can be on your laptop designing. And then, of course, adding in that whole sleep element because I like to work late. So sometimes sleep is like, I don't know where, where I am. Like I don't I don't know where you start you you put me, but hey, we're here too. So we need to go, we need to get, get some sleep. But I just try to do that. I try to designate my days for what I have to do.
0: What has been one of your
1: biggest success success stories so far? My biz my biggest success story.
0: Yeah. Like some, something that happened to you during all these different types of, you know, opportunities you had that was like, wow, I can't believe that shit just happened.
1: <laughs> I, would, I would probably say the, um, the transition of going full-time, going, becoming a full-time entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. I think that's been the biggest thus far because, um, you know, it, it, and I believe your your mom may be like mine or, or you know, your family may be like mine with this. My mom is really big on benefits, having a corporate job, you know, making sure you going into work, clocking in, clocking out. Um, there was no one in my family, I would say, that has successfully worked for themselves. Everyone has, wow. you know. On into a nine to five. You know, my mom recently retired, maybe about two going on three years ago, and she worked for the uh, Board of Education. She was a school aide. And my mother went to work every day, you know, come high water. There was little to no days where she took off because she was sick. But mm-hmm. just believe that that was that was her, you know. Fortunately, but unfortunately, my mom didn't attend college. Um, but my brothers and I, we did attend college. And I don't believe my dad attended college either. So, you know, my mom has a high school diploma. And so her biggest thing was, you know, if you get a corporate job, you set yourself up to, you know, just live in the future. And I think outside of my brothers and I, um, I was completely the wild card. Like I said, no, a corporate job is not my route. And I, I'm totally confident in saying that. And I think for her, it scared her a bit uh, because she didn't she didn't, she's never seen that before. It's just never been done for her. And so the greatest success is to literally now watch her see all of the greatness that has come from either the graphics or even Sweet Tooth. And she's like, like you're doing it. Like you're you're doing it. And so that that's just been the greatest success. The to be able to transition like that, um, with some issues here and there, but that comes with the territory. But ultimately, to show my mom, like, hey, it can work. Yeah, so yeah,
0: that's that's super that's super dope. Definitely having your parents' admiration is like one of the things that we kind of like stare away from when we're younger. But when you mm-hmm. get a little bit older, you kind of like always want that 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 parent or that you know, guardian or family member to be
1: like, you know what? Good job. And you're like, Definitely.
0: that's all I needed to
1: hear. <laughs> right. <laughs> no. all I needed and to you hear. know what? It's crazy because my mom was such, um, I, I'm going to just say it. She was such a hater in the beginning of my Sweet Two <laughs> like She was such a hater. Like, she was like, what is all this cake doing in here? You know? And what's this and what's that? And like, little did I know when I was going to bed, she was sneaking slices of cake, and I was like, "Wait a minute! Like, I put ten slices in here; it's like eight. Like, where did they? Did they walk out?" So then I'm like, "Did you enjoy the cake?" Oh, it was all right, you know. Mm-hmm. The, you know, you're, they ain't gonna gas you too much, but they gonna be like, "All right," you know. I mean, if you make it again, I'm gonna eat it again. But you know, I ain't gonna hype you up too much, but exactly. She's she's a hater. She's but she's become a supporter, so we, we thank God for her. That's amazing. <laughs> so
0: one thing one thing I always admired about you is your kind of your sense of style and your kind of your dressing. I, I call it uh you're always Sunday Sunday dress best at all times.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> why? I cry, bro. I really do. Yeah, so
0: I, I want to know how do you come with up with all those different types of you know styles and different types of patterns and combinations. One thing can I can say, you got that shit together. Like how <laughs> how have you have you over the time been able to be an entrepreneur and also have such a like a sense of style and like connection, being able to connect your your style to kind of where you're at and what you're doing and things like that.
1: I just think style evolves with you as a person. You know, even when we were in college, I look at pictures of me in undergrad and things that I wore. And I was like, never again. Like, this is super embarrassing for all of your listeners will probably laugh. But there's like this one picture that I took. And I don't even know, we may not have known each other then because uh, it was like freshman year. But it was one picture that I took. I literally had on this turquoise uh, button up shirt. With this white T-shirt under it, so the turquoise shirt was supposed to be like my jacket, and I had on some denim jeans and like these turquoise shoes, like they were like turquoise snakeskin shoes. Now in tw- in two thousand and six, like that was popping, you know. That was mm-hmm. like, Ooh, you coming to Charlotte? Like you, you're not from here. You're not. You're not from here. Like you, you're you're you're, you're from someplace else. Where are you from? Mm-hmm. But in 2020, I'm like, "What the hell was I thinking? And why would somebody let me come outside like that?" So I think just style just evolves with you mm-hmm. as a person. Um, to be completely honest with you, dre- getting dressed and putting things together, I I take stabs in the dark, like for real, mm-hmm. for real. Like I'm just like, it's gonna work because when I put it on, it's gonna feel good, mm-hmm. and I will literally. I'll get fully dressed and if it does not feel good, I'm like, nope, change the whole outfit. Cause I, I just, it, it just, it has to work. Like when I go out, I have to feel like, yep, you intentionally got dressed like this. You like it. And, if it, and even if someone else hates it, you still like what you have on. So exactly. it doesn't really matter. But that's that's really it. I, I stand in my closet door for several minutes, just looking saying, all right, so what are we doing today? Because I have no clue. And now that we're quarantined, I'm kind of thankful because we don't have to really get dressed to go anywhere. Because won't nobody see me. I've been
0: wearing the no. same sweatpants for the last six weeks. It's just hey, like don't about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. they don't they get washed. They get washed. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, they get yeah. washed. Whatever. Um... Okay. It's funny that you say that. Like, we don't have to wear anything. You got like sixteen jackets behind you. It's awesome. Uh,
1: (laughs) That, yeah, outside clothes. Okay, outside, outside clothes. (laughs) I'm not going anywhere. So they're hanging
0: Uh, out. Okay. Um, (laughs) All right, we're gonna go into one of my favorite parts of the podcast. It's called "Shots Fired." I'm with, um, <laughs> elevator icebreakers, so it's going to be fifteen or twenty questions, um, right. and they're pretty. The first thing that comes to your head, they're going to start really simple, really easy, and it's going to get a little bit more thought provoking, a little bit more complicated. Okay.
1: Oh, here we go. Okay,
0: here we go. Right. <laughs> this is the moment we've all been waiting for. World premiere, exclusive, exclusive, exclusive. <laughs> World premiere, 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 premiere. premiere, premiere. <laughs> <laughs> Super inside joke. I love it. Um, all right. And this is, this is L- Shots Fired. <laughs> What's your favorite color?
1: My favorite color it I have multiple. So can it can it be multiple or just
0: man? Just say whatever your color is, man.
1: Okay. <laughs> this ain't Oprah. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: I have multiple. Okay, my favorite color is purple.
0: Okay. Um favorite sport.
1: My favorite sport would be basketball. Okay. Favorite
0: movie? Brown Sugar. Okay. What's your favorite movie that you love to hate? I mean, you hate to love. My favorite movie that I hate Hate to love. love. So you're just like, every time you tell somebody, like, you said, loving basketball?
1: Loving basketball. I mean, I'm sorry, y'all, but I can't i just i can't i can't, I can't. the storyline just doesn't it doesn't do it for me i love y'all i love y'all for real
0: what song describes your life
1: um golden by joe scott okay um what's your favorite type of music my favorite type of music uh like neo soul jazz okay what's your
0: favorite album Anything by Erica Badu. Okay. Um, who's your favorite artist? And it doesn't have to be a musical artist. Um I preface this by saying the artist can be anybody who um invokes emotion through their art.
1: Um I'll say Maya Angelou.
0: There we go.
1: Yeah. Maya Angelou. Phenomenal woman.
0: Um it's still outright. What, yeah, there you go. <laughs> One place you want to visit that you haven't yet?
1: Anywhere overseas because I just got my passport. Okay, launched off, so I can't even use it. This is crazy. I'm I'm about to get these stamps. Um, though. Yeah. No shade, (laughs) no shade,
0: Shade, but no shade. (laughs) Lots of shade. shade. (laughs) Um. One place you would go in apocalypse, and usually the places you go in apocalypse is a place that you feel safe and secure. That if there's a zombie horde outside, that you will be safe. Mm.
1: Probably my (laughs) bedroom. Okay. Because I don't
0: know. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Who would you change places with for one day?
1: Hmm. I think Donald Trump. Okay. Definitely going to switch some stuff around while I'm in there.
0: (laughs) What is the most influential book you've read?
1: Um, it's a book called ABBA by uh, Matthew Stevenson. ABBA. Mm
0: hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Really good. One. Um, what would be the name of your autobiography?
1: Um, survival. Okay. Survivor. Yeah.
0: If you had to be handcuffed to someone for one month, who would it be?
1: The Lord. Like the Lord don't count. Like, I mean, he would already um, who would I be here. Who would I be handcuffed to for a month? Hmm, I'd probably say my best friend.
0: Okay. can shout them out it's okay
1: oh my best friend her name is kelly pope she's in rochester new york so what up Kel? hey
0: (laughs) who is your celebrity crush
1: um jill scott okay
0: um if you had to remove every app on your phone except for three what would those be
1: uh the three that i would keep
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It would probably be voicey, which I absolutely learned to love. Um Instagram. And who oh no, because your, your emails is like an app too. Mm. Kind of, sort of Not defaults, not defaults. Really? Defaults default. default is fine. Okay, okay, okay. So Instagram, voicey, and you're gonna make me look at my phone and be like. Right, what apps okay. do well, that's we'll what I need to keep. Um, and I'll say Facebook.
0: Okay. Yeah. If you had a talk show, who would be your first guest, alive or dead? They could be alive or dead. And what would you ask them?
1: Um. If I had a talk show, my first guest probably would be Aretha Franklin.
0: Mm.
1: And I would ask her, "How does it feel to wear red bottoms when at death? When you didn't wear them when you was alive?" <laughs> I was just going to ask, her, like, how does it? How does it feel? Did it feel good? Did you, did you feel them at all? No, you didn't. Okay, cool.
0: Okay. Um <laughs> What what would be your one superpowers you would want to have?
1: Hmm. I think be invisible. Nice. But I haven't seen that Invisible Man. I know this is like totally off topic, but I haven't seen Invisible Man and I think yeah. I'm a little scared. I think it might make me paranoid a bit.
0: Do you, do you remember that one movie? I think it was called, it might've been called Hollow Man back in the day. And the guy, yeah. yeah, he got invisible, and then he went crazy.
1: Yeah, it's like that.
0: It, it's kind of like that. I haven't seen it, but it looks kind of like that. It's just got the guy's a little more crazier, I guess.
1: See, nah, that's going to that's gonna set me up for failure. Because then I would be like going to the bathroom, and like if my like bathroom door slightly cracks because of the exactly. wind, I'd be like, you in here? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I'm trying to use the bathroom! um all right last question what is your death row what is your death row meal i need an app i need an entree and i need a dessert my death row meal like Mm -hmm. die? last meal you can have before (sighs) death
1: um Oh, I was about—I was about to say something real wild, but it would have been an insider. So, I was going to say butter. Do you, do you know the butter insider? No, <laughs> butter and corn rolls. No, um, completely an insider. Okay,
0: uh, I'll let those so- inside people know it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's, who's going to know? Exactly. Um, no, my last meal, my appetizer would be, oh my gosh, what would my appetizer be? That's like leading up to the meal. Um, yikes, because I don't even eat appetizers like that. It's a good appetizer. Hmm, I don't even know. Okay, let me pick my entree and my dessert and then I'll come okay. back to the appetizer. Um so my entree would definitely be like soul food. Hmm. Yeah. Um oh my appetizer would be like either a shrimp cocktail or like um like a seafood dip in like nachos or like pita bread, something like that. Mm, like something okay. like that. So definitely that soul food for my entree and what for my have. dessert huh what's,
0: what's part of the soul food entree? oh we're
1: talk, oh we're talking about um fried chicken we're talking about baked macaroni and cheese we're talking about collard greens candy yams red rice if you're southern you will know what that's about um yeah, like stuff that you have at like Thanksgiving, but mainly that those foods. Maybe a little potato salad. Not really crazy about potato salad, but I like my mom's. Mm-hmm. Um, and cornbread or mm-hmm. fresh baked biscuits. Um so like yeah. That. And my my dessert would probably be sweet potato pie. And don't say anything else, Drew. <sighs> yeah. do say anything.
0: Your mom got some great pie, man.
1: You're, really, you, you're despicable. You're despicable. You need to be stopped. You need to be stopped. Stop talking about my mom's pie. Okay? So like, we do this all the time. You keep talking about my mom's pie. Mm-mm. Hello. Mm-mm. You're Mm-mm. You're insane. Insane. insane.
0: <sighs> All right. And that was shots fired. All right. Okay.
1: Oh, that, that wasn't so bad.
0: Yeah. It wasn't too crazy, right? It could have got crazy, but I, I kept a PG 13. <laughs> I appreciate
1: it. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> All
0: right. We're going to get into what I call the pillars of the podcast. And the first thing I um, is life. So life is, when I go into life, um, I like to talk, about a lot of things that you kind of call spiritual. So mm-hmm. you have a like a abundant background in the church and gospel and things like that. Um, what got? What do you think happens when you die?
1: Um, I believe that, of course, when you die, you well, according to your faith or according to my faith, um. Mm-hmm. I'm, of course, resting until, you know, the rapture, which they call it, um, happens and the dead in Christ will rise first. And then those that remain will be caught up to meet him in the air. Um, so I believe that, you know, when you die, you're resting, you know, uh, your, of course, your remains are gone because you're underground, um, but your spirit still lives. It still lives, um so yeah i'll 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 keep it politically correct
0: no don't and, keep it politically correct this is a very unpolitically <laughs> correct show
1: <laughs> yeah but no as, yeah as for me that's what i believe um i believe those that um uh, confess the Lord Jesus Christ you know and are saved uh will be with him um i don't considerably condemn anyone to hell mm-hmm. um but you know we understand or i understand that hell is extremely real um no i don't think it's like a fire pit where like this guy in a red suit holding this like fork is like hi come on down here no Um, but i think it's just a matter of a choice to um not live to your, to your greatest potential, not live to your greatest you know, expectation of understanding that there is a greater power than yours um, that make sure that you're covered um, and that just make sure that you're kept day to day.
0: So now another deep ass question. Um, what is the meaning of life to you?
1: What is the meaning of life? To you. To me. Um, or what does life mean to you? Life means, um, understanding your greatness, understanding that, um, you were placed on this earth for a purpose, um, coming to the, coming to the realization that, um, what you do adds to a bigger picture. Like, you are a part of a puzzle. And so it's important that you um, pursue your purpose, pursue your destiny, because it is connected to someone else that needs something that you're doing. And so even with... This podcast with you, you know, this creates a bigger picture or it's connected to a bigger picture for someone that may listen and that may hear something that you say. And immediately it influences them immediately. It encourages them immediately. It takes them out of maybe a low place that they were contemplating or or saying like, hey, I don't think I could do it. And listening to this podcast and listening to the transparency of it all allows someone just to be like, you know what? Maybe as, things are not as bad as it seems. And so I think just understanding your worth, understanding your greatness, understanding that things in life happen, life happens, um, but you are in control of the narrative of how you show up in life. Now, granted, um, God is the greatest power, in my opinion, so he is a, He's in control of all, it all, but how you navigate through life, that's where your free will comes in. That's where you now have choices to do what you know is right or do the thing that you know is wrong. And so that he can't control. That's why he gives us free will. But what he will do is he'll say, hey, you knew better, so you could have done better. So mm-hmm. yeah, just understand your understanding your greatness. I think that's the meaning of life.
0: Have you ever done something wrong and been like, so, have you ever knew something was did something wrong and knew it was wrong, but still was like kind of like, nah. Eh, let's let's just go move forward towards it anyway. Of course, then, yeah. And then think- how 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 did you? Yeah, I was gonna say how do you how did you feel after that? Do you feel like you had to like do a hundred good things to outbalance that one bad thing?
1: <laughs> no you know what to be completely honest with you um there there have been tons of things that i've just be like you know what yeah i did it you know <laughs> um but in retrospect to that i just understand um the grace of god and not to use the grace of god as a sec- you know as a like um security blanket or like mm-hmm. a free all like ah, I can go kill somebody, but the grace of God will keep me, or it'll like <laughs> it'll cover me. Like no, um, ultimately, even after I do that, like bad thing or that thing that's just I'm like ah, eh, whatever. Um, sometimes conviction will set in, and immediately after I do it, even if I'm kind of like all right, well, I did it, I, I'm immediately apologetic for it, um, within myself. Um, And, of course, to God, like, you know, like, I I did it. I messed up. I shouldn't have done that. Um, Forgive me. Um, And because I am extremely um, open about that with my relationship with God, the Father, um, I believe that it sets in almost like a child with his parent. Like, you know, it's okay to make mistakes, um not to say like yeah we're out here just doing free for all like crazy mistakes and all of that stuff because we're human but it's a it's different when you have the comfort of going to your parent and being like hey I messed up and I probably shouldn't have done that and that grace or that um piece of saying like you know what it's okay let's not do it again let's rebuild let's restore you know what I'm saying let's reconcile how do it better. So, um, I don't necessarily feel like I have to do like a million good things to outweigh that because um, that's not realistic. You know what I'm saying? Because you could do the million things and then at the millionth one, right after you get to that one, you'd be like, and I'm about to go do something else <laughs> again. And so, all of that stuff you just did went out the window because you tried to like wipe your slate clean, just un- recognize what you've done. Come to a, come to a, you know, some type of peace in your mind to be like, hey, we can't do that again. Like you, you was living reckless for a second, mm-hmm. but don't do that no more and do, and do it better. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, I 100
1: yeah. agree. Um,
0: Next question. Um, this is another weird question. So have okay. you, have you ever had an experience with aliens, ghosts, or spirits?
1: um i have not only not ghosts but spirits
0: okay
1: um and that's just because um just in my in my faith in in my spirituality um i i have become you know sensitive to spirits and i don't want to say to spirits like i'm walking in like the door of my refrigerator opens and it's like hi okay thank you for being here (laughs) Um, but understanding like when certain things are in a room um, and, you know, sometimes people can associate it with discernment when you feel something. Um, so I wouldn't necessarily say it's always been supernatural, like I'm somewhere and I see a being. Um, mm-hmm. Although, you know, those things occur um, more so not in my regular like reality awakened state, more mm-hmm. so in dream stuff like that but um i have like since spirits i have felt different things going in different rooms and stuff like that um so it's not yeah. alarming
0: i was gonna say do you have like an example like a recent example or something that you went through that is very like
1: like blatant um i would say um uh... Okay. I'll say like yesterday, um, I was actually on a zoom call with some brothers and, um, uh, one of them had lost their mom, his mom. Mm -hmm. um, the COVID-19. And so we were just on a Zoom call, just to kind of like comfort. And some brothers, they prayed and they, um, sang and stuff like that and just was encouraging. And we just wanted to show support like that. And so we had got off the Zoom call and immediately, like I felt this burden to pray even after I had gotten off the Zoom call. And so I, in, in the middle of my kitchen, I started to pray. Um, and immediately, um, and sometimes during my prayer time, it can shift. Um, sometimes I'll cry during my prayer time. Sometimes I'm not crying and I'm just having you know, a conversation like I'm talking to you um, when I'm talking to the Father. Um, but I immediately felt like this burden lift as I was praying. Um, for the for that particular brother and the other brothers that did lose loved ones due to COVID nineteen, and so that you know, per example of me kind of like feeling this weight coming up off of me, um, I would say was significant, or, uh, and what I want to say, um, was significant, if you will, to what those brothers were feeling, and of course. Thank God, I have not lost anybody due to COVID nineteen. But in understanding um, how that could affect someone, and even in and even in prayer and interceding for someone, um, you immediately begin to pick up um, what those persons may feel, or what that what that may be going, you know, what may be happening in the spirit realm, so to speak. So, um, yeah, I think that's probably like the closest example um and i mean after i felt that burden lift i immediately felt like a a sense of peace um and so that was so assuring and it was so um assuring even after i prayed or even while i was praying that you know he's gonna lift the burden but he's gonna give you peace even after it's over so yeah i I thought that was just phenomenal
0: that's a good one (laughs) um yeah, I've been adding that question because I feel like everybody's has like a rel- relatable story to like having seen at least three of those, one or three of those, or having a feeling or some type of like intercon into like locking connection with something other than themselves. Right. Um so next next pillar of the podcast is called Love. Like,
1: Here there we go. go. <laughs> <Art
0: everywhere. laughs> um so what is your worst breakup story?
1: Ooh, um, my worst breakup story. Um
0: And if the charges are still pending, we don't have to
1: um oh no, <laughs> um I think my worst breakup story was even it wasn't even a real breakup because we weren't even in a real relationship. Um so that was the. It was a little weird, but I wasted a year. I'll say that uh, wasting your time is the worst time. Yeah, <laughs> time wasted. Yeah, can't get that back. Um, time wasted and money invested, huh? Uh, so <laughs> that that it was it was a little it was a little dicey, if you will. It's kind of dicey, a little dicey. <laughs> oh, so, so yeah, I w- I would definitely say that. Um, and ultimately. I'll say it wasn't necessarily on me, and I know people say that all the time, like, it wasn't my fault, like, mm-hmm. they were. no, for real, for real, um, people, the say, other part, people say that,
0: people say that too,
1: that's, that's, that's <laughs> go ahead. Do that all the time. <laughs> probably you. like, you probably <laughs> can do you probably like, actually, ladies and gentlemen, it was not, um, <laughs> the other party that will remain nameless, <laughs> uh, they were indecisive, mm. they were extremely indecisive and I'm a person that I love extremely hard and if I'm in I'm in so Mm -hmm. if I if if I'm gonna say like is this what we're doing and you say this is what we're doing yo all bets is off with anything else everywhere else like we are locked into this right here um and I believe I'll say that I locked myself in um Mm -hmm. thinking that we were locked into and in all actuality they weren't And so hitting that year mark I found myself asking like so where are we like what are we doing and to my surprise they were like hey I'm just kind of like really concerned about my personal business um and my growth and doing this that and the third um and I don't think this is kind of where I want to be or what I want to do now immediately I was like cool but on the flip side of that I was like, you didn't know that in the first three to four months? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you didn't, you didn't have like this kind of like, eh, it's not going to work. Like, you let this rock for a year. And what if I didn't say anything at the year mark? What if I just kept, you know, operating as such? You know, what would have happened? We would have gotten three, four years down the line. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, so are we like together together? Or are we just like <laughs> hang out? <laughs> I don't spend my money to travel to come see you if we just hanging out. Like we yeah. live in places and I'm normally coming to you. So mm-hmm. how does that work? You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I would say that was a little crazy breakup scenario.
0: So what would you say you learned from
1: that? I learned that um, sometimes my ability to see people's potential Causes me to create a scenario about where we will be. Mm. Um, that was that, that was like heavy, wasn't it? Um, <laughs> Thank you. i I'll be here all you know all weekend giving out advice. Thank you guys so much. Um, and twice on Saturdays. But anywho, um, <laughs> no, I, my ability to see people's potential, and I think because I can see past where they are. Um, and see really what lies in there. Um, and just be like, you know what? The minute you find out this is gonna be great. And I lock into that whole concept. But the truth of the matter is if you're not gonna buy into who you are or who you will be, it doesn't matter what potential I see. Cause you'll you'll never you'll never see it. Yeah. You've got to be locked into it yourself. So in order for you to really push past anything that you know is to come, you got to know it exists. I can't be the one saying, like, you know, Drew, you're amazing. Like, this podcast is great. And you're like, eh, it's cool. Mm. <laughs>
0: you know?
1: I can be like, Drew, you can have a whole radio show from this. And you're like, eh, it's cool. You know, if you don't understand that this could be something that puts you in a greater place in the future, then you'll never be able to see what lies within you. And, it, and I'll always be pouring water into this into this cup and it'll continue to overflow yep. and you'll still be like there's nothing in there because water is clear there's nothing in there and i'm looking at it like do you not see this puddle that's happening here you not <laughs> see this overflow scenario happening but you can't see it because you don't know it exists
0: yeah and, and it comes to a point where there's a sense of humbleness there's, yeah. there's a sense of like um, you're not attacking anything with the strategy in which to make things bigger. And those are two different aspects because you don't want to be that person that's like, you know, you're like, hey, this could be this, this could be that. And then that person's like, I know, I know, I'm doing great things. And you're like, wait, hold on now. I was right. trying to gash you up, but you gas yourself
1: up. Um, <laughs> exactly. Okay. Now I was giving you a little bit. You do know, you know, all right now. I mean, if I right. Now, wait a minute. <laughs> you made one little cookie, and now you're about to come out with a whole cookie line of, like, desserts. Like, all right. It was kind of burnt on the sides. But
0: a little bit out. in the corners, you know.
1: Corners you you add the
0: whole Reese's Cups. You should get the little, like, sweetened.
1: Yeah, get, get the, <laughs> the, don't add the whole one. It's weird, okay? <laughs> no one wants to bite into a Reese's Cup in a cookie. Like, that's stupid. Get the mini. <laughs> they do Normal people. <laughs> so you're right. you absolutely right. For, for real. Cause some people are like that. But I but to that, I would I would say like, okay, so what is your mindset? And I, I had this conversation with um a friend of mine last night. I'm like, you know, when you go into relationships or when you're meeting people or starting a date, do you ask, like, okay, what are you looking for? And that's a loaded question, mm-hmm. not just Want now, but what are you looking for? Which means, if there is something that is in your kind of like list of like, eh, I don't know, you need to say that. Like, you, you you need to point that out because I don't want it to be a situation where you you settle and you say I can deal with it, and then three months in you're like Did this nigga get on my nerves, and mm-hmm. I'm about to be out of here. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like well, this girl is about to. Like you talk too much, mm-hmm. right? mm-hmm. okay? Complaining, you're too much for me. So that's stuff that you gotta like bring to the table up front, and it doesn't mean that you're an open book. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're like doing too much, but you're saying, "Hey, your time's valuable, and my time is valuable, okay. and we're not about to waste my time trying to figure stuff out that we could be like, I don't like, I don't like breakfast. I just eat lunch. <laughs> <laughs> so never wake that's- up the and- morning. Being like, babe, I made breakfast in a bed. I'm not gonna eat it. Now if you come around two o'clock and be like, it's brunch, I might <laughs> swing with it. I might mm, a little
0: bit. That's, but... It's it's funny though. That's such a small thing though, but that can make and break a relationship. Like your ass up there burning some bacon in the morning and make some pancakes. You're like, listen, I, I don't
1: wake up till eleven thirty at least. <laughs> Seven AM. I mean, you made a good bunch. I mean, with the strawberry and the orange juice and the little orange juice, you know, orange slices cut up next to the toe. you like, good morning, bed." <laughs> what? Like, who? Talk to me at 11. <laughs> then you mad. Then you mad. i don't wake up at 6 a.m. making all of this breakfast for you. Appreciate it. But I'm asleep. As a matter of fact, you just went to bed. So how did you wake up? <laughs> a- how did you do it? I need you to let me know. You can cereal until I get up. <laughs> then when I wake up, make the breakfast all over again. I'm exactly. just like, get, get some honey bunches of oats or something. Keep honey, moving. <laughs> honey bunches of oats, Blake, something. I don't know. <laughs> so. so, yeah.
0: All right. Next, last, last, last but greatest question. In a dark time when you're, you know, you're having the darkest of days, what's one thing that you can. Go to in your mind
1: and it makes you laugh. Oh my gosh. This is crazy. So I <laughs> <laughs> So last night I was up extremely late. And um I I wasn't in like a dark place or anything like that, but the episode of So I'm a Saved by the Bell kid, right? Okay.
0: You gotta, you gotta see uh, Zach Morris is trash. Have you seen that on um? No,
1: I oh, haven't.
0: I gotta send you. I'm gonna send you this. Follow on Facebook. They have like it's by Funny or Die, and they have like Zach Morris is trash, and they explain how what Zach Morris did is trash. Uh-huh. Like like how he remember that one time he um took Belden's um daughter out, um mm-hmm. not daughter, her his niece out, and was supposed mm-hmm. to be with Kelly. He was like, yeah, Zach Morris pretended made up screech pretend that he was um Zach and Danny they fell in love, but he took away the girl because he couldn't find he wanted to be the main source of attention. It's like this whole thing, Zach Morris is trash. I'll send it to you. Oh my god.
1: Yes, please send it to me. I gotta see it. I have to see it. So they um now this is probably a really bad reference, and I don't mean to like offend anybody when I say this reference. But the episode where the girls were, like, they became a girl group.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And Jesse was taking caffeine pills. And so she overslept. And Zach went in the room to go, like, wake her up to say, yo, Jesse, we got to go. And that whole little scene, like, preferably when she gets to the part, like... Like, that thing wipes me completely out. Like, it wipes me so I cried. I found it on YouTube, and I cried. Like, real tears. I couldn't gather myself for about five minutes. And I don't know what it was about that, but I just could not gather. Ladies and gentlemen, do not do drugs. Don't do uh, caffeine pills. Don't do anything. But do 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 it
0: responsibly.
1: (laughs) You are responsible for that. But it's just stuff like that. Like, random stuff like that makes me laugh. In, a, in weird moments, like even like moments in like Precious and stuff like that, where it's like not supposed to be funny and it's really serious. Mm-hmm. Like that stuff is, I don't know.
0: Sometimes the most serious things in most, uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of dark.
1: <laughs> it's like, why yeah. would you laugh at that? Like, she was, was taking caffeine pills. Why would you laugh at that? That's not funny. Like, no, but I am laughing at the fact that she was really trying to go sing somewhere and she needed to sit down.
0: And it's funny too that that's part of Zach Morris's trash. I'm going to say that shit just in a little bit. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's okay. <laughs> um, okay. So first and foremost, thank you again, Jay Lamont. I gotta go. Um, <laughs> thank, thank you so much for for doing this. For <laughs> are <We're> doing this. <laughs> <very> <laughs> It's been a pleasure, man. Um, it's always good to catch up with you, even though we had to do it via podcast. Because you don't know, you know, you pretend like you don't know, have nobody's phone number. We and my phone number been the after. same since you get
1: college. You, get you become somebody's dad. <laughs> let's let's tell the people. Let's tell the people the truth. I got so many you, things. Somebody, <laughs> somebody's dad. And you moved to Charlotte, mm-hmm. and you don't know me, and it's cool. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I feel hurt. Sometimes I want to talk to my what I mean, know what so saying?
0: let's not bring up the fact that you know I'd be coming to New York. I'll be hitting Jay Lamont up. I be I'd be like I know I'd be hitting you up and you'd be like, okay, bro, okay, I, I'm gonna hit you up. And then, and then you never, never call me back, never hit me back up. Your your messages are full. Like don't even You try to red. That's cool though. That's cool.
1: Listeners, don't listen to him. Mm-hmm. He's lying. The lies. Yeah. The okay. lies. That's cool. The um, lies.
0: Anyway, we're gonna get this podcast done with. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, the last thing everybody does on the podcast is say um, the catchphrase, which is "love, peace, and chicken grease." All right? All right. Um, I just want you to do it any way you want to. If you want to sing it, if you want to, you know, do a voice. If you want to sing it, <laughs> not doing it.
1: If you want to sing I, it, mean I, I think, they, I think you're, you're trying to get me to sing it. I don't, I mean, know. I don't know. I mean, uh, if you want to, though, there's uh, an option there. If you want to sing it. It. Okay. I think you're asking me to do it some, some little Okay. Little way.
0: All right. Thanks. That'd be awesome. Go ahead.
1: I'm out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> ah, <again.
0: laughs> All right. Okay. Love these Grease. Go ahead. it.
1: Um, okay. Love, peace,
0: and chicken grease. <laughs> All right. Thanks again, Jay Lamont. And this has been another episode of Drew versus the World.
1: Yay.